Yeah. And so I, I think that's, that's a good um, reminder in today's age where people are jumping jobs so quickly and it's, there's an opportunity to get a pay raise, which could be meaningful, but boy, like really work on accumulating foundational experience. And that sets you up really well. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Andrew Bartlow of Series B Consulting and People Leader Accelerator. Andrew, it's great to have you on the show. Gresh, I really appreciate it. Yes, appreciation is all coming from here. So what we're going to do before we jump into the interview, of course, is to read a little bit more about Andrew so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's working on. And Andrew has 25 years of human resource and talent management experience at organizations across a wide spectrum of sizes, maturity stages, and industries. He is the co-author of Scaling for Success, People Priorities for High Growth Organizations. He has a master's degree from the top program in his field and has been a CECP. SPHR six, six Sigma and Executive Coaching Certified. Andrew leads Series B Consulting, which helps businesses to articulate their people strategy and accelerate their growth while navigating rapid change. And he has also founded the People Leader Accelerator, which is the preeminent development platform for startup HR leaders. Andrew, great to have you on the show. Your, your bio has me all choked up. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? <laughs> yeah, hey, re- really appreciate it. Yeah, it's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> yes, absolutely. You're doing so many fun phenomenal thing. So what I wanted to do to try to kick everything off was just kind of rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Sure. Yeah. Re- really appreciate it. So my my uh, personal journey as a founder and CEO, I, I three different businesses that I've started and I'm running currently. Uh, you mentioned Series B Consulting. That's my consulting advisory work uh, where I work with private equity and venture capital companies uh, directly uh, across their portfolios. Second, I work uh, with uh, HR leaders uh, as a mentor uh, to them, helping them navigate their careers and their journeys to be more successful uh, HR professionals and executives. That's People Leader Accelerator. And then third, I, uh, I, I have something going on semi-stealth at the moment uh, where I'm creating a piece of performance management software. Um, as people are working remotely, we're trying to figure out who's working on what. Are we all aligned? Are we doing the right things? Uh, trying to make that a little easier for organizations. So it's all central to HR practices. And, and that's really my entire career, 25 years, as you mentioned, of human resources work inside giant companies like GE and Wells Fargo and Pepsi. Um, and now as founder of my own little you know, single shingles. And every everything in between, from you know, chief HR officer of a mid-cap public company, and as well as involvement with a number of startups. So, um, yeah, I just I just started businesses doing what I know best, which is working in the field of human resources and supporting other HR people. So I, I'd call it HR for HR nowadays. There you go. I absolutely love that. And the word that was kind of coming to mind is like kind of building a moat, so to speak, where you have a certain amount of excellence. And it sounds like you've been able to kind of tackle in or, or help maybe even solve problems from different vantage points. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. And and boy, walking in 
the people's shoes that you're trying to serve uh, is priceless, right? So I've I've been an HR professional for decades, and you know I, I know what it's like. And so th- those folks that try to serve the community that have never done this, it's a little more challenging. Um, and then working directly with CEOs and founders, I'm a CEO and founder myself, you know, a couple times over. And so it just makes you better at what you do when you're serving people where you know what they're going through. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you have that opportunity to meet people where they are, because like you said, you know, you're in the exact same shoes and and have that exact same experience, which allows people to to not feel like they're left on an island and not sure what to do, go left, go right or up or down. You have that experience. And you can kind of guide them along the way, it sounds. Yeah, well, it, it shifts the way that you operate from theory to practice, from from real understanding and empathy uh, versus you know ideas that you you know have only read about. Um, yeah, so you know that that's that's my focus is helping founders and helping HR leaders be more successful. Nice. I appreciate that. And great to hear about the different, you know, entities that you have and, and you've been able to do that. But you you said something that I almost wonder if that's, you know, part of the, the thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique. Is it that um, actual tangible experience that you have um, and the empathy and things that you talked about because you've gone through those experiences? Do you think that's part of your secret sauce and what sets you apart and makes you unique? Yeah, yeah, it, absolutely. I, I really think so. It's, uh, it, it's, it's that been there, done that. You know, I, I know what good looks like. I know what fast feels like. I've, I've been a part of some wildly successful organizations and some true rocket ship high growth organizations. Um, and, you know, just have enough laps around the track where I'm not, you know, just turning to one tool um, time and time again. You, you're able to understand the right context for the right intervention. Uh, I, I write sometimes about like, don't fall in love with forks. You know, a fork, a fork can be great uh, unless you're trying to eat soup. So, <laughs> right. you know, don't, don't just walk into your next company and try to apply something that you did elsewhere or that you, you know, read about or learned about in your CEO dinner over the weekend. Like just understand what works for you. Um, and that's, that's, I think my secret sauce is I've got a bunch of my own stub toes uh, that I've accumulated over the years and can hopefully help other people navigate their challenges more gracefully than, than I did. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And that's why I appreciate the work that you do. And obviously it helps out those organizations, whether they're trying to scale, grow, you know, do whatever it might be. But it also, I imagine, trickles down to the organizations when you're talking about that human aspect of people. Um, it doesn't also it doesn't isn't just within the organization, it's their families and so many things that are kind of tied to the impact it sounds like that you're making. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Really appreciate it. That's, that's how I entered this work. Um, you know, human resources was not something that a lot of people thought about when they you know, went to, went to undergrad. Um, you know, and I, I got into this work growing up in East Peoria, Illinois, which at the time was the headquarters of Caterpillar, uh, Dow component. And they had a, had a three-year labor strike with United, with the United Auto Workers, their, their union. And that is what, brought to my attention the field of human resources, you know, through labor negotiations and the effect that it had on the entire community. Um, you know, everybody worked for the company or for somebody, you know, knew somebody associated with it. Um, and that giant organization. Um, and then the the individuals, the workers and management. And boy, it just seemed like there's a lot of action, there's a lot of opportunity for for impact. And so that's what draw me, drew me in uh, to the work was that um, your really meaningful experience uh, being in the midst of that three-year labor strike when I was in 
I think it was high school, uh, late high school time frame. Nice. Well, you, you know, you talked about your varied experiences. I, I can't imagine an entryway into that a labor track might be one of the best experiences in the sense that uh, once you kind of get through that and you understand, you know, those things, then they probably can uh, set you up for anything that you have to de- kind of deal with. Yeah, there, there was definitely the school of hard knocks uh, early <laughs> in, and throughout my career, for sure. Nice. Well, I absolutely appreciate that. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Oh, wow. Um, well, it, it's, it may be somewhat widely known. Um, you know, to, I, I turn to two things uh, that are, that are helpful for me. One is time blocking. That is just absolutely essential for me to get anything done. I, I can't, manage my mental list and post-it notes don't work for me. So when I have something to do, I put it on my calendar and maybe that's a week out, maybe that's the same day, but I make sure that it's calendared and sometimes I move it, but at least it gives me a chance. (laughs) At least it gives me a chance of getting it done. Uh, So time blocking is really valuable for me. Um, And and then the other concept that I I talk a lot about with people that I mentor and I, I use it myself is the Eisenhower matrix, the importance versus urgency concept. And so, you know, that that leads to time blocking where lots of people end up spending too much of their time working on whatever happens to be in front of them or whatever the you know, most recent email is that popped in. And so I, I really try to spend as much time as I can on those things that are really important, but may not have a hard deadline. Um, and so that, that's helped me make a lot of progress with my businesses and be, I think, a little bit more successful. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And a lot of times you see that the people that reach that success don't just happen upon it. They actually uh, execute and have a plan and a strategy to get there. So absolutely love hearing a little bit behind the scenes related to that. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this is a little bit more of a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. Um, I usually say you might tell your favorite client or if you have to do a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Yeah, I, th- I think this would be a, a bit of career advice. Um, and and boy, this was just super valuable to me early on. My, my first job right out of grad school, I worked at Pepsi um, for John Beresford, who went on to become head of HR at Pepsi and went on to leave HR and become the, the president of S&P Global. So, you know, true senior executive, giant company. Um, I, was, I was always so anxious to move up and get that next promotion or do the next thing. And his bit of advice was treat your career like a marathon. You know, it's a long road, focus early on on accumulating great experience. And that'll allow you over time to accumulate wealth, to get paid for it. And if you have great experience and you've managed to sock away a few bucks, then all the choices become yours. And so, you know, I think that's a story of delayed gratification and you know, Cal Newport writes uh, writes about that in a number of different ways. You know, so so good they can't ignore you is his famous book. Um, yeah, and so I, I think that's that's a good um, reminder in today's age where people are jumping jobs so quickly, and it's there's an opportunity to get a pay raise, which could be meaningful. But boy, like really work on accumulating foundational experience, and that sets you up really well. 
Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I love that you use that word foundational foundational because I was kind of envisioning a, a house where you have a strong foundation. You make sure that you are taking time and care to make sure those bricks on the foundation are put in place. And then you start to be able to reach higher and higher. But if you're jumping, like you mentioned, where sometimes people are jumping from thing to thing to thing, you don't have that strong foundation. While you might have that pay raise, eventually those things can come tumbling down, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I wasn't sure that I wanted a career in HR at, at one point. I entered the field and was fortunate enough to be in a really strong, you know, grad program for it and, you know, some great organizations, but I was disappointed. I was like, oh, people don't get it. There, there aren't a lot of practitioners that are doing this work the way that it seems like it could be best done. And, you know, I thought many times about switching out or moving, moving into a, um, project management role or move into the operations. Um, and instead I doubled down, built that foundation, accumulated the experience. And now my businesses are helping to elevate the profession. So my, my beef with the work was not enough people are doing it the way I thought it could be done. And now my business is helping people to upskill and be more competent and be more confident doing this type of work. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that so much because the opportunity is in the, the frustration. And a lot of times we kind of forget the, the solution that you can provide, by, but, but by putting the time in and, and being a master of your craft, being an overnight success and putting in the 10 plus years of work, that allows you to, to not just be a practitioner or somebody that solves problems, but also a leader in the, 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 the field and making a huge impact for organizations and people within them. Awesome. 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 So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Andrew, what does being a CEO mean to you? Oh, wow. Um, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't actually use the title CEO for myself. Um, if you look at my LinkedIn profile and I invite uh, your listeners to link in with me, um, I, I use the term co-founder and managing partner. Um, I don't know who said it, um, but I, I, connect so closely with the idea of if you want to go fast, go it alone. If you want to go far, go with others. And so even though I'm a founder and I'm probably the driving force and chief executor of lots of things that, that I'm working on, in every case, I'm working with others. And you know, so I'm, I'm collecting a team and finding people that uh, can, can be additive to whatever I'm working on. And so, you know, I, Chief executive officer, yep, you you get stuff done. Um, but boy, I really think about partnership and co-leadership um, and collecting a small and mighty team to, to go far. Andrew, of course, appreciate that. And I appreciate your time even more. So what I want to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you, get a copy of your book, find about all the awesome things that you're working on. Yeah, yeah, again, really appreciate it. Um, so you, you mentioned my book, Columbia University Press published this uh, middle of 2021. It's up for a number of different management book of the year awards, uh, fingers crossed. It's called Scaling for Success. You can find that on Amazon or on Columbia University Press website. Uh, Series B Consulting, you mentioned early on, is my single shingle advisory and consulting shop uh, where I work with a number of different types of organizations and individuals. One-on-one uh, -on -one mentoring for HR leaders is my favorite thing that I do through that. Um, but the, the area where I'm spending the most time lately is with People Leader Accelerator. Check out a website by that name, 
Leader Accelerator, and that's a development program for human resources professionals. Um, we both have a executive MBA style, like really intensive for half a year where you go through it and build a community. We also have some you know, shorter sprints and some workbook, uh, playbook guides uh, that, again, just help to elevate the profession. So you know, really hope that your audience has an opportunity to check some of that out. Yes, absolutely. And to make it even easier, we'll have the links and information, of course, in the show notes so that everybody can follow up with you. Truly appreciate you, my friend, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.